Matt Smith here, all or nothing in real estate, coming to you from Las Vegas. Hey, you're in you're in store for a great, great podcast episode. Um, we're actually we had so much hit and success on our proximity is power. This is a replay of a webinar we did. I'm um, speaking of proximity is power. Here's what it means to me. I'm at Las Vegas right now with 500 real estate agents at a conference. Brought my team here because I want to be around big thinkers. In this episode, we'll dive into what that will do for you and your business and help you move forward. All right, welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate, Episode 7. This episode is on proximity is power. Um, so that is a very, very, uh, that, that phrase right there is very, very powerful. And we're going to break that down. So proximity is a very complex word. It can mean a lot of different things. But basically what we're going to break down is who you surround yourself with in life is very, very important. And we're going to break down all the different reasons why. I'm going to tell personal stories on how it's helped me propel in life and how I continually surround myself with the right people on purpose. The whole podcast is going to focus around this one thing, which is you are the sum of the five people closest to you. But basically everything... Hundred percent, and and Colin, you and I have talked about this a lot. You actually helped me prepare for. Um, by the way, this is my lovely co-host, Colin. Colin, say hi to everybody. Um, so, uh, Colin, you helped me prepare for for this for uh, for my Tahoe speech, um, where I was speaking to hundreds of the most successful real estate agents in the country. Well, they're somewhere in Canada and all parts are all parts of the world. Um, and one of the things that kind of led my speech was my success story. And what it started with was a simple thought. I kept seeing this meme of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. I kept seeing that over and over and over again. So what we're going to do today is break that down to help others understand the importance of their environment, how they could become successful for, for themselves. Absolutely. Where would you like to start with breaking that down? So let's let's just talk about I mean, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So how does this look for you? Like I'm challenging you if you're listening to this, look in the mirror. How does this look to you in your business and your personal life? How does this look? How how are the in your personal life, the five people you spend the most time with, are they people that you look up to? Are they people that you aspire to be? Do they have habits that you want to learn from? Or are they people that are just, well, they've been my friends forever. Um, and so we'll talk about that. And I don't mean to sound heartless there because that's not how I am at all. But I also realize that it's my responsibility to help them level up in their lives. And so um, how, how does it look in your business life? How does how does your business life look? Are, are your coworkers are they sitting, talking, gossip, negative stuff around the coffee pot, or are they actually doing productive things and helping you level up in your life? Yeah, and I, I think an important part of it is if you're the average of those five people, if you had absolutely no control, which you, you do, but if you had no control over your result as a person, um, what would the average look like out of those people that you're spending a lot of time with? Yeah. What, what are their eating habits? What are their, um, their exercise like? What, how, how do they talk with people around them? A hundred percent. And so let's, let's break that down a little bit. So naturally you will either be pulled down to their level or you will rise up to their level. That's just how we are as humans, right? Is you will either want to become better because you're around better, or you will naturally suppress yourself so that you feel like you fit in with that group. Right. I, I I'm, I'm speaking from experience is that there's sometimes that I've, I have, Friends that I just, I, I have to go back to how I was in high school to hang around them so that, 
it's probably selfish of me. It's so I don't feel uncomfortable, but it's it, internally, it's like, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. And it's not that I'm, I think I'm better than anybody, any of that bullshit. That's don't take that the wrong way. But I want you to realize that if you, if you just really, really do some deep self-reflection, you will realize that the group that you are with, your conversations are different and how you feel internally and how you uh, exploit yourself is different based on who you are around. And so it is super important in life to make sure you are surrounding yourself with the right people. I have a rule. If I get too comfortable, I become uncomfortable. And so if I become comfortable with my personal life, I become comfortable with my business, comfortable with my fitness, that I've triggered myself to become uncomfortable because nothing great in life comes from your comfort zone. And so if I'm around people and those people aren't aspiring me to do more, they don't have, let's say I'm working on my health and I'm not around people that are on a health journey that are far superior to what I am, I need to find other people to add to that group because that's something that's important to me in my life. So what I've realized is that, yes, it's on me ultimately, but if I surround myself with better people, it makes a way easier for me to accomplish it and I can help inspire others. 100%, yeah, no, it has that ripple effect. One of the, the best examples that comes uh, to mind is the, the whole 75 hard program that we've uh, implemented here at the office. Um, so for those of you that don't know, don't know 75 hard is a really rigorous uh, mindset uh, challenge. It involves uh, two 45 minute workouts uh, every single day, uh, reading, uh, healthy diets, all that sort of thing. And Matt went ahead and wanted to tackle it. Well, after he tackled it, the other people in the office are like, no, I, kinda, I think I'm going to do that as well. And it just had a ripple effect across the board. We got, uh, what was it, James himself did yep. uh, the other day. We got uh, three new people jumping on it right now. And the, the thing is, none of us, I know for, for me personally, there's no way I would have attempted to do 75 hard days of, of working out twice a day, all that if I hadn't seen you do it first. Yep. So who I'm surrounding, who you surround yourself with has a major impact on you, whether you believe it or not. Yeah, and so 75 Hard is a mental toughness program. If you're listening to this and you haven't tried it, you need to check it out. Um, it's I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm endorsing it for free because guess what? It's a free program. Um, but my one of my mentors, Andy Frisella, um, is who started that program, and I've, I've completed it twice. Um, I've completed phase one and phase two on this go around, and phase three I can't start until – um, closer to the end of this month, but I will finish the whole Live Hard program, which is a year-long program of 75 Hard. But I promise you, if you do that program, you take it seriously and you actually listen to listen to the podcast that explains it. If you need, we'll put it in the show notes here. Colin will drop it so you guys can listen to that. Um, it's not our podcast; it's from Andy. Um, and then also, um, he's got a book that you don't have to buy, but I highly recommend it because you got to read a book as part of the program anyway. But it will one hundred percent help you level up in your life, and it it will it can't help but change your life if you do it. But I want to I want to uh, challenge you, and we'll get on seventy five hard. We'll do a whole other episode on it because there's so many moving parts. But um, I want to I want to caution you. Don't start it if you're not committed. There's too many people in this world that want to try things. Seventy five hard is not one of those things you can try. You need to be committed, and if you do it, you need to make sure you give it your all and go all in. Otherwise, you'll get halfway through the program, you'll get thirty days in, and you'll give up. You'll fail, and you'll I would argue you'll be in a worse space mentally because you didn't complete the program. It's just another failure in your own mind. And I don't want that to happen to you guys. But if you are committed and you truly want to level up, 75 Hard is a place to start. For sure. And, and that whole mindset um, where you start to say, oh, well, um, again, who, who you're hearing those conversations, that impacts you whether you want to believe it or not. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so um, I've, it's come in stages for me. Um, and so I've got a book here, um, The Magic of Thinking Big. I highly recommend it. Um, it's huge. And by the way, I'm going to show the camera here, Colin, is when you're reading a book, if you don't have half the pages yellowed, you're not really reading it. Just just a free tip. Um, so make sure that you take the time to read it and digest it. And there's a, there's a saying out there, there's one of those memes that I would rather read one book 10 times than 10 books one time right? Because it's about mastery. And this is a huge thing that has helped me progress and realize that it's okay to have big dreams. It's, it's okay to have big, big aspirations. But what I want to caution you on is that there are people in your life and there's people in my life right now still that I have big dreams and aspirations. And before I was, before I had any amount of success in my life, like Colin, you know, my story, um, I come from uh, completely broke with a newborn at home, like two months behind on my electric bill, right? Got, and then because, experienced some success, got kicked out of the office, had to work out of my basement, every hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen from me, start over again, right? So I've done that two or three times in my life. And every single time I've had critics, I've had critics that say, oh, well, you think too big. Well, just be happy where you are. And yes, there is, there is a sliver of you need to, you need to be in the moment, you live in the moment, but you also need to realize what is important to you and why is it important? And too many people in this world suppress their own dreams because they're afraid of what they are going to say. They're afraid of, again, proximity is power. Their circle, if your circle doesn't, it doesn't help you achieve your big dreams. If your circle doesn't help you want to level up in life and they're the people who are saying, oh, Colin, quit being crazy. You can't accomplish that, right? How, who wants people like that in their life? Who wants people that, when Colin tells me that he has this big dream, big aspiration, I want to support you. How can I help you achieve it? Because anything in this world is possible. But there's too many people that get scared because they're worried about their friends are going to criticize them. My family's going to criticize them. We'll get into how to how to get rid of those later on in this episode because but there because there's a process that I go through and there's a way that I analyze those people. But I want you to under, understand that it is okay to drink to dream big. It is it is is I actually encourage it. So there's people that set goals and there's people that have dreams. And so there's two different things, right? So goals, we don't use goals, we use commitments. So like I said with 75 hard, before you do it, you better be committed, right? And so we set commitments, but I also have dreams. I have dreams of what I want to accomplish. This podcast, this movement, this was a dream, right? Like who am I to think that I could have, yeah. Who am I to think that I could achieve this? I had people ask me that, my own family. Who are you to think that you were gonna be successful? What do you think, you're gonna be a millionaire? Motherfucker, look at me. I sure am. You know why? Because I fucking dreamt it. And because I thought that I could, and I got myself in the right rooms, and I surrounded myself with the right fucking people. And so don't let people get into your dreams. Don't let people think, don't let their, their insecurities that they have on themselves project onto you. Anything in this world is possible. You need to surround yourself with the right people that can help you achieve it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
it then invites the right conversation that you start asking those questions. You go, well, I guess I could, you know, I could talk to so-and-so. They know more about this than I do. Yeah, and so that's that. I'm going to skip ahead because that's such a great point. Is that there's too many people out there that, how do I say this? I, fuck it, it's my show, so I'll just say how I really feel. Is that there's too many people that use haters as a fucking excuse. There's too many people out there in this world that are looking to find their excuse on why they can't be successful. They have a a problem for every solution, right? They have an excuse for why they can't achieve anything in life. They have an excuse for everything, and so don't be one of those people, number one, and don't let those people in your life because not everybody in your life is a hater. Not everybody. It's, it's a, that's a coin phrase, right? Like it's a cool thing to say, but even if they are a true hater, I would argue they're still valuable to your life because there is some truth into what they are saying, at least in their perspective that it deserves for you to look internally and say, all right, is there maybe 10% of what they're saying is, is something I can improve on? Because we can always find something to do better. And so I try to see haters as as critics. And all right, now they're right. So how do I, so we talk about eliminating excuses. I want to eliminate the haters having any reason to hate. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like instead of trying to find excuses, I try to find solutions so much whenever they are giving me criticism, they're whatever they're doing. I want to work on that area so much so to where whenever they say it, I know it's bullshit. Right. Like it gives me fuel to prove them wrong in a way. Right. It gives me that that motivation to say, you know what, there there was truth to that, but I'm going to fix it. And the next time somebody says that they're going to be wrong and they can say it all they want. But that's where that's where people too many people react when they say it's a hater. It's because internally they get pissed off. I'm speaking from experience. I used to do this and I still I mean, I'm not perfect. There's times I still do. But there was people that would say something about, well, how are you going to achieve that? Or you can't do that or whatever you would say to be a hater. And the reason it pissed me off is because I knew there was truth to it. That's not a fucking hater. That's not, that is somebody that is, that is challenging you. That is, and so there's a bit big difference in having these big dreams and being an achiever, right? So how do you get from the dream stage to the achiever stage? So you have to have these big dreams, but you also can't be one of those people that have these big dreams and you sit at home eating Cheetos on your couch all day, right? Like that's, you can't do that. You have to make sure that you are putting in the work to accomplish it. And so try to look at haters as helpful criticism. No, don't get me wrong. There's a huge difference between legitimate criticism and actually hating. Like if somebody says, hey, Colin, you're doing this wrong and this is how I think you should do it. That's, that's criticism. Like you're doing this wrong. I think you could do it this way to be better. That's me helping you, yes. right? Because tough love is still love. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you an observation from my perspective of what I think you can improve. Okay. But if I, if I were to say, hey, Colin, you fucking suck, right? <laughs> that's, that's a hater, right? Yeah. So those people will screw them. Right, right. But the people that, there's too many people that the first scenario that I would say, hey, Colin, you're doing this wrong and I think you could do it this way to be better. There's too many people that take that as, well, Matt, Matt just thinks I suck or he's hating. Right. No. Like that is me helping you improve because I care about you. And there's too many people that get that twisted. Yep. If it bothers you, it's because there's truth. If somebody gives you a criticism, a feedback, anything that you want, whatever you want to call it, and it bothers you, 
It only bothers you because there's truth to it and you know it. Most people just won't admit it. 100%. All right, so let's go back to let's go back to some energy. Let's talk about energy. Um, so I'm a firm believer is that I call it brain space, but call it brain energy, whatever you want to call it. You only have so much energy, so much brain space that you can spend in a given day. I have learned that about myself and I protect it. Time is our most valuable asset. You can't make more of it. I can go, I can find something to make more money. I can't create more time. And so what am I going to do? I protect my time more than I protect my money. And part of my time is my energy in that time. Because I have a saying that, and I've, I've learned this through, through my success journey is that you haven't always been present. Right. And so whether that is being a dad, whether that's being a husband, whether that's being a business owner, there's times in my life where, I mean, we're not all perfect. Right. And what I do, though, is I'm very good at step, stepping back and reflecting on what can I do better. And so one of the things that I have a saying now is I want to be where my feet are. So I want to be present in the fucking moment. Like right now, I don't have my phone out checking to see who's texting me. I'm giving my all to this podcast right now. I'm giving my all to the audience. When I'm with my kids, I give it my all. And so I protect my energy. And so as an example, we all know that going back to those, the haters, right? There's people that are the, that have the negative energy, et cetera, in your life. And I just don't, I don't make, I don't make room for them in my life. And so call it, call whatever you want. But here is the, here is what it is. If I will try to help, if they're an important person in my life, I will try to help them improve that negativity. Mm -hmm. If they, but they have to want to improve it. If they don't want to improve it, they don't show effort. They don't take my advice for it. I just cut them the fuck out of my life because I only have so much energy. I have so many people, including my own family and everybody in this organization, people listening to this podcast. My fucking mission in life is to change lives. I can't do that if I'm getting drugged down by your negative ass. And so you either come up with me or go, go be negative somewhere else. I will help you every, I will give you the shirt off my back to help you. But if you don't take that help, I'm sorry. Move on. For sure. I want to throw in something on that. So for um, people who might be a little bit more timid, um, it can be difficult to know whether or not someone is adding or taking away from your life. I would say look in uh, on your regular interactions and say, is this person, when I'm around them, is it giving me energy? Am I excited? Or am I sensing that it's taking away? And with that, that doesn't mean sometimes it's a cut out of your life. And sometimes it's to reframe your mindset and say, you know what? When I'm around this person, I am going to be investing in them. Yep. So every second I'm with him, or like, it, like if, if, uh, let's call my friend Bob. If every minute that I'm with Bob. If your name's uh, Bob, he's talking to you. Just know that every minute that I'm with that, that is a, uh, a service. I'm, I'm pouring into that yep. person, and I'm not getting anything out of that. So um, I guess be careful with black hole relationships for the type of thing that um, the, the people that just continue to take and take and take and take. There we go. go. All right, so I only have yep. um, this much energy in the day. Call it a dollar. A dollar of energy in a day. Um, and every minute I'm talking to this person, they're taking five cents. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, so you say, but is it, okay, is it worth investing that five cents in this relationship with that person? Mm-hmm. You, thank you for breaking that down. So for clarifying. So what, how, I rec- how I wrote down while you were talking is I call those energy vampires. They yeah. suck the energy out of you right? Nobody wants to be around those people. And so the, to Colin's point, what I, what I said, I get passionate about it and, and I've literally done it. I've cut people out of my life. Yeah. Um, but I've done it because 
I've, I've invested all that I can into that relationship, into that person, and they just weren't ready. And so um, I, I wish them the best, but at the same time, I have to do what's best for me. And so it goes back to the, when I say that sounds very selfish, but let me explain what I'm saying. If I, what I've realized is the, the old airplane analogy, right? When, a, if you, when every time you get on an airplane, they talk about the oxygen mask. Yeah. What do they say? Put your oxygen mask on first before you help anybody. Why do they do that? And if you aren't conscious, you can't help others. Right. But so let's take that even further. So let's go to, I remember my very first time I've done 75 hard twice going back to tying this together. And the very first time I did 75 hard, I was day 50 something. And, um, I was, I was in a rough place mentally. I was in a rough place physically, but I committed and whenever I commit, that's why I called this podcast, this movement all or nothing. Cause when I do something, I'm jumping in with both fucking feet and I'm going to see it to the end. Um, I mean, going back to when I was younger, I quit smoking. I was smoking two packs a day. I just quit cold turkey. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm so fucking hard headed that I, I'm going to prove to you guys that said that I can't quit smoking cold turkey. I'm going to do it because I want to do it for myself. Right. And so anything that I do, I do all or nothing. Like it's, it's not like, oh, well, I'm going to slow down on smoking. Like that's a good analogy for people that are smokers out there is that, well, I'll just, I'll just slow down. I'll only smoke, I'll, I'll cut it in half and then I'll cut it in half again. That shit doesn't work. You got you to gotta do it all, all or nothing, right? And so back to 75 hard. I remember um, day 50, in the 50s, is, if you've ever done the program, you'll realize this is the hardest time. I don't know what it is, but both times, like I, I wanted to give up. Both times in day 50 something. Um, I think it's because you look back and you're like, this is two fucking months of my life and look at what I've accomplished. And I still got, I still got a fucking month to go. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? And you're wore out, you're mentally, physically, et cetera. But what, what you realize by pushing through is that it's 100% worth it, right? Because you kept your commitment to yourself. That's the secret of life. You keep, if you make a commitment to yourself and you keep that secret, you can achieve anything. Well, back to that Yes. Yeah. So on that, thank you for yeah. keeping me back on track is the train was going off the tracks there for a second. Um, so I remember very, very specifically the very first time I was going through 75 hard and it's like, it's still, I still get emotional thinking about it is I was talking with my wife and I like, I was just, I was in that mindset of I was broken, right? Like I was broken before I started the program, but I just didn't admit it. What 75 hard did is it real, it made me realize how broken I actually was. Right. And so not only was I a broken individual before, but I was also, I was doing two workouts a day. I was, I was doing all the stuff 75 hard had done. And I was just like, fuck this, I'm done. And so I was just in a very emotional state and put the girls to bed and was talking with Amanda. And I said, I just, I need, I owe you an apology. I need to apologize. And she's like, for what? Like what, what happened? I'm like, well, I just feel very, very selfish. Like I have been waking up early, not helping getting the girls ready for school. Like sometimes I'm not putting the girls in bed because I'm outside doing my outdoor workout. Like I just haven't been as present as I want to be because I'm committed on this for myself. And I just feel like I owe you an apology because I'm being selfish. And so that turned into like a very emotional, like I'm getting emotional thinking about it because she looked at me and she said, no, that is not what is happening at all because you are focusing on yourself. You are the best dad I've ever seen you be. You are the best husband I've ever seen you be because you are focused on yourself. So keep going. Don't quit. 
Because I wanted to, I, that was my way of giving myself an excuse to, all right, fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore because I'm not being present with my family. But because I poured into myself, because my cup was full and I was keeping my commitments to myself, I was more present when I was with my family. I was more present when I was with my kids. And for your wife, we'd been together for 12, 13 years at that time. So, like, we, we've been together for a long time. And she said, you are the best you've ever been when I was the, the most broken I've ever been. Yeah. But it's because I committed and poured into myself. And so make sure that you understand that analogy that it's you have to be selfish in life. But you are selfish so you can help others. Yeah. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. For anyone out there who's similar to me, I guess, where you want to help every single person out there, if you can look at it as um, being selfish um, in, in the sense that uh, if you're not taking care of yourself, um, you're actually not helping those people even more. If you're, you're saying, you know what, I'm not important, and because I'm not important, I'm not going to uh, give uh, 100% to where I'm going to give up that energy poured into you. I'm only going to pour into you like 13% or half or Yep. Well, you, you can't pour like the, the cup analogy, like you have to fill your own cup, right? Yeah. Um, like I've got a children's books that I read, read to my daughter last night that was about filling your bucket, right? Yeah. And so it's the same concept, just different terms, and, but you can't pour from an empty bucket. I can't give to anybody if my own bucket's not full. Yeah. I don't have anything to give. So what I realized was once I focused on myself, I filled my bucket, I could, I could fill theirs too. Does that make sense? Like I, that's a, I think that's a good analogy to wrap that up. Yes. Um, all right. So let's go back to proximity is power. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So, what do you do if somebody's just neutral? If somebody's just like, eh, that's cool that you have those dreams, but that's just not for me. So Colin may have a different perspective on this. And I'm interested to hear it. But if here's how I look at it: if somebody's neutral. They're negative. I want somebody that's my f- biggest fucking cheerleader. I want somebody that's going to help me accomplish it and say, you can fucking do this. How can I help? Let's smash it together. As a matter of fact, let's go do it together. Like when I was doing 75 hard, Colin wasn't, Colin's not a, a gym buff, but he, he knew I was doing a workout. We were doing a team event, right? And he said, I'm going to go work out with you. He ended up puking afterwards, but it, it worked out, right? Colin, Colin was committed to, to doing the workout because he wanted to help me. He believed in me to accomplish my goals. And I pushed myself harder in that workout because you were present. Those are the type of people I want in my life. The people that say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it together because we can accomplish anything. And so if somebody is neutral, somebody's like, eh, it's good for you. Go do your thing. A lot of people would say, well, that's not negative. I disagree. How is that person help me, helping me accomplish my goals? So what I want to do with that neutral person is I want them to understand my mindset, understand what I want to accomplish, understand my dreams, my goals, and I want to help them build their own. And if I can do that, I can turn neutral people into big supporters way, way easier than you could turn negative people. And so they don't have to be negative. Back to Colin's point of investing in them, right? I want to invest in those people, but I don't want to just leave those people how they are and say, oh, that's okay. No, I, I owe it to that person to help them level up in their life too. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that in the sense that um, if someone's neutral, if you could replace that person with someone who's giving you energy uh, every day, then it's like every day that I'm not uh, having someone who's adding to my life, they're actually taking away what could have been there, could have been adding to it. 
So it, it, um, it doesn't, it's not as detrimental as someone who's constantly taking away, but they are taking something because they're not at it. So here's a good analogy. What do you do if you win and somebody doesn't clap? So if I want motherfuckers in my corner that like we were at the award ceremony, like, let me give you a real life example. And most of the team came to support because it was our team, our award. So that we won the first award. Um, and there was other teams that came before us and sorry if you're listening, I'm not dissing you. I just thought it was a very, very cool moment for me. Uh, it was a goosebumps moment. Colin knows I get goosebumps moment. So it was, we got called up for our award. Um, and, Everybody else, the team leader, had just went up and accepted the award on behalf of their team. Mm -hmm. I got up there, and we got the biggest fucking team, right? And we have a huge – we have like eight tables of people there, right? So we we are dominating the event just in presence. Um, And I'm like, you know what? I didn't do this alone. Everybody get up here. You guys come accept this award with me. After everybody else just came up and it was one person. Mm. So we did that, and then we won um, uh, sales team of the year. Um, which was the biggest award of the event of the night. Um, and I went up there and like, as I'm getting up to accept the award, I'm like, guys, come up, come up. And everybody sat down and everybody, I saw them. They were like, nope, we're letting Matt take this one. And then after I got, like, I got, I got emotional, like just, just processing that because those are the people that you need in your corner. You need people that are going to say, no, you did this. You helped us achieve this. And the, like the whole building fucking shook, like with them clapping and cheering, dude, it was a, I hope you can tell, like it was a real moment. Like those are the people that I want in my corner. I don't want the people that are sitting there, eh, whatever, it's just another award. Like the people that make you feel like that, those are people you need in your corner. So if they're, if they're neutral, they don't clap when you win. Don't invest too much in that. Help those people. But like, let's, let's, let's find the right people in our lives to help us and that support us in our dreams. Right. We're back. All right, we're back. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Um, we uh, we bought some new fancy software, um, mm-hmm. and apparently still, it has an hour time frame. So, um, still figuring that out. We'll yep. we'll work out the kinks. But hey, we're human, and we're going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you guys. We're going to finish this episode strong. So, um, proximity is power. So we talked about um, different things that have that have happened throughout my life to really help me level up. And it's you really, again, back to the same damn thing we started with, Colin, mm-hmm. is you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And so there's no matter who it is in your life, if you, re- like I realize that when you make, let's go back to high school days, like you make new friends. Mm-hmm. If they have an accent, you start talking a little bit with an accent. Like it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's it's real, right? It's, it's subconsciously we just do it as humans. And so what I do and what I've done is I... I purposely surround myself with the right people. Hmm. And so I said this earlier, I'm going to say it again. If I start getting comfortable, I've taught myself to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be comfortable. Most people are seeking comfort in their life. What I've realized is nothing great happens in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I want to be on the edge of my seat, and that's how I want to live life. Because I know that's where greatness comes from. That's where success comes from. And that's where my personal bucket gets filled. That's where I get full, full, fulfillment from, which is very, very important for me. So one of the things I've continuously done is find other people. As we've grown, let's talk about business for a minute. Mm-hmm. As we've grown through the business world and real estate, um, we were the first ones to really start a team in our area. So I didn't have any other teams to look up to. Mm-hmm. And so we live in a world with so much information, like great podcasts like this, great networks, great different coaching groups, different things mm-hmm. that um, I just 
started pouring into myself and started listening and learning and different things. And so uh, one of the things that I, I want to talk about is finding a loyal support group. It's, it's hard and it takes time, mm-hmm. but it's so important. And so we've created that internally, I feel. I feel like we have a lot of that with our culture. But I've also developed that in outside groups to be able to pour from their their bucket into our bucket mm-hmm. for MSREG, right? And so one of the very first support groups that I found was when we partnered with EXP as we were growing and expanding. And it's uh, it, it was the very first time that I felt in the real estate business sense that there's people that actually legitimately cared about my business and about my team and about my family. Mm-hmm. And it was a... Like that's where it started. Like these people were real estate giants, but where it started was that personal connection and they cared about me first. Mm-hmm. And to realize how that has helped and don't get me wrong, they've given us tons of tricks and shortcuts to grow our business. We would not be where we're at without them. Right. Um, but what started that relationship was just, I felt like they were real people and they really supported us. Mm-hmm. What, what did we want? And they wanted to help us accomplish it, mm-hmm. right? Versus, hey, here's what you need to do because here's what I did. I've done, right? There's too many right. people in the business world that say, well, I did this, you need to do that too. No, I right. want to do what I want to do. How can you help me achieve it? Yes. Right, and that's that was the difference. And so finding those loyal support groups, um, we call it top agent experts, um, mm-hmm. is our kind of our EXP network. We're actually going to, uh, when this airs, I'll probably be in Cabo with those great people. Yeah. And I call them my family. I mean, mm-hmm. so we say that here internally, but I remember the very first time I met with these people, um, it was in in Vegas, or I think it was in Vegas, and I never met any of them in person. Mm-hmm. It was all online relationships, Zooms, calls, yeah. etc. And literally, like we went on a we went on a party bus, we went out to eat, like and, like they were family, like mm-hmm. instantly, like it was just because we we attracted our tribe, right? Yeah. We all were like minded, we all are high producers, and we all really legitimately were good people that cared about each other. Mm-hmm. And before then, what we had done is we had poured, business, poured value into each other's businesses, into that relationship, into business account, right? We had invested mm-hmm. in each other. And what happens when you actually surround yourself, there's too many people in this world, the Collins point earlier, they just want to take, take, take. Mm-hmm. If, you be, if you become a giver in life, whether that's relationships, business, money, it doesn't matter. You can insert any word. If you become a giver in life, you will get more than you ever imagined. Focus on, don't, too many focus, people focus on how can I get this? How can I get that? Mm-hmm. I, I want to challenge you and you have to become a giver before you become a getter. I just made that up. Is getter a word? <laughs> it is it now. It is now, yeah. But <laughs> what I mean by that is in order to achieve, to accomplish things in life, the way that I have found and what has worked well for me, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, my success journey has just started. I'm nowhere near successful and I hope I never reach it because mm-hmm. I always need something to chase. Yes. But what I've accomplished in life is because I focus on how can I give first? Mm-hmm. How can I give to others? How can I give back to my team? How can I give to the clients? How can I give to the community? And because of that, we just continuously grow and grow and grow. 100%. You know, something that um, I guess for everybody in general, we're talking. <laughs> sorry, for the, sorry for the sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Um, for everyone in general, we've been talking a lot about proximity. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Um, let's talk about a couple ways on uh, strategies for finding those people, the, um, just like you have yep. found um, with EXP. Where can where have you found um, the people that um, have leveled up your life uh, in general, and how can others uh, seek that out as well? So, number one, you found one right here. Like that's <laughs> that's what this is designed to do. We want to be that for sure. And so, let us know how we can help. One hundred percent. This is a passion project. How can we help you? 
Um, oh heck, join the Facebook group. Yeah. Yes, we have a private Facebook group, All or Nothing Real Estate private group. Um, make sure you join that. Check out our content on YouTube, follow me on social, um, any of that stuff because 100% I'm just committed to giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another another group that I stumbled upon recently um, was I, I'm fortunate enough right now to be a, a, a Cheplak Select coach. Mm-hmm. So John Cheplak picked me among many other amazing leaders that he coaches to to give back and be a coach for others. And the fulfillment that I get from doing that, man, it's it's uh it's it's just amazing. <laughs> it's it's I, I can't even I can't put it into words. Yeah. Um, but whenever I get somebody that's a complete stranger and after our after two calls, literally sent me two referrals mm-hmm. and she said, I'm firing my other coach that I've been with for three years. You've already given me more value in our first two calls than I've gotten in the last two years. Wow. Like, so I'm not saying that to brag. Yes, if you want to coach, I would love to talk to you, but that's not what this is. You, mm-hmm. you can, you don't have to pay me to coach because we're going to teach you stuff here for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that feeling of being around those people. Again, talking about the negative is neutral. Yeah. Those people that I, I, you know, I will do anything to invest in that person because how they filled my bucket mm-hmm. by just recognizing how I helped them. Well, in, in her shoes, it sounds like the previous uh, coaching relationship she had, it was a neutral one. It, was, it wasn't bad, it just wasn't adding. And yep. so the difference of when you stepped in and it was like, whoa, wait, the difference between these two people is so huge that instantly she made the connection. She's like, yeah, no, this, I, I need to, to trade because the proximity 100%. is power. And so um, that, that that was a big, long story to, again, Colin's going to keep the train on the tracks here, <laughs> um, is that we need a tangent button. Um, but the the second group that I, and I'm still with Top Edge Experts, still have that group and still love them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when you're listening to this, I'll be there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll listen together. Who knows? But um, the, the the only other group that has even come close to, to that family feeling and that value-driven relationship in a group setting has been with John Cheplak. Mm-hmm. When I started coaching with him and I was I was um, invited to his elite inner circle and now invited to be a coach, man, these are the top of the top across the world that literally will give you the shirt off their back, give you their business secrets to help you because they realize what, and so here's, here's let me debunk a myth. These people are the best of the best and they realize that contribution wins. There's too many people in these in the world that, they, I call them the uh, Instagram entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the guru that's never done anything. The, all they've done is they're good at marketing to sell you a fucking course on how to do marketing, <laughs> right? They've never built a business. Right. They built a business by renting a Lamborghini and posting on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those people, like the people that, or you have another, and if you're one of these people, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but let's, let's be real. It, I am who I am. And so if you're one of those people that you try to show your success, before you're successful, mm. you are misleading people. You are you are misleading people to, and that and those people. What I found is a lot of people look up to those people because they think they have money. Well, I was going to say it's an outright lie. If you're showing your success before you're successful, so, that in itself is so uh, that's that's out. relative term. So what I mean, let me explain that more. Oh, okay, um, is they may be successful. They may maybe their dream and their goal was to make hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and they've done that. But now because they've done that. They're a higher, they're in a higher caliber of debt. Does that make sense? Got it. So okay. when I when I'm saying relative success, I'm meaning that they are trying to show people that they make a million dollars a year when they make a hundred thousand. That that's what I mean. And Got by it. doing that, 
you are you are now putting yourself on this high caliber and people look up to those people mm-hmm. and those people when they get stuck in that realm when they get stuck there what mm-hmm. i've realized is that those people don't have contribution mindset those people have their secrets they hold them tight and they are they are selfish in a bad way we talked mm-hmm. about being selfish in a good way they're selfish in a bad way they're not doing the right things for the right reasons um, and that's why they get stuck there mm-hmm. is because they're selfish and they care about themselves first to get to that next level you've got to go through three four five ten progressions of i've got to give everything again and i've got to start over like i've personally had to start over seven eight ten times mm-hmm. and push all the chips on the table to get to the next level right and so you have to make sure that you're my point in saying that is don't look up to the wrong people. What I've realized is the people that are truly successful in this world, people that if, if I told you their net worth, you wouldn't believe me because they don't, they don't show it off, right? Mm-hmm. But those people, how they truly win and continue to win is contribution. And the, the value in that group and the willingness to help people mm-hmm. and really wanting to, I said my mission is to change lives. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody in that group helps me with my mission. And that to find something like that is huge, and that's what we're creating here. Is I'm I want to create a movement where people can come and realize you're not going to get any bullshit, you're not going to get fluff, you're not going to get theory. You're going to get real advice from real people that want you to fucking win. Yeah, because there's enough in this world for everybody. Mm -hmm. There's too many people. Let's talk back that. So another analogy of that successful person that is trying to appear more successful than they are. Okay, Mm -hmm. let me say it that way. Yeah, is. They are always, always thinking about how they can make the other person fail. Too many people focus Mm -hmm. on, oh, I'm going to make them fail. I'm going to make them fail. I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but Michael Phelps example. Michael Phelps example, yeah. Winners focus on winning. Mm -hmm. Losers focus on winners. Winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. Which one do you want to be? Because I'm focused on the me that I'm chasing. I'm focusing on I'm I'm focusing on what can I do to accomplish what I think is possible in the next six months, the next mm-hmm. twelve months, the next five years. That's what I'm chasing. I'm not chasing this competitor. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing the best version of myself. And when you realize that the only way to achieve that is by giving, not by trying to manipulate or receive or um, trick people, right? It's it, truly what I see in that group. And that's when I say your support group is so important because what I've seen is I had a theory when I started this. I had a theory mm-hmm. that that was possible. Mm-hmm. But now I've experienced it. And you know what it does to me? It makes me want to give even more because I realize that those truly successful people that they, they've given me stuff that probably is hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of information if they wanted to charge and I'd probably pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's been that valuable, okay? But they've given it to me for free. Those are the kind of people that really win in life. And that's the kind of people that I want to be in support groups with. And so on that note. Well, a quick note on that yep. though. With, that, that's perfect as far as the proximity is power. You're saying these people are, their mindset is I want to give. And what happened? You surround, you were uh, hanging around them on a regular basis. And now what happened to you? You want to give. Yep. You want to keep that moving forward. So absolutely, who are you surrounding yourself with obviously has an impact 100% like and and hugely yeah yeah couldn't agree more and so that that's a great segue into a question that um chep asked at every event i've been to 
are you in the right rooms? Mm -hmm. And so that's his very vague way of saying, who are you surrounding yourself with? I'm able to go to these events and rub elbows with giants. Like that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they've allowed me in that circle because I've given value also. And now guess who I'm learning from? Guess who my five closest friends are at these events? People that are way the fuck up here. Yeah. Like I'm the little man on the totem pole. Like too many people. Let's go back to the fake success person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to I want to make sure that this doesn't sound too harsh, but it just it really irks me. Is that there's too many people that have the let's say they have they make a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is a great living. Don't get me wrong, but they drive a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car that they owe two hundred eighty thousand dollars on. Right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of person. Yeah. Yeah. They they go out and lease their suits so they can look successful. Mm-hmm. They don't have a penny to their name. But their image is successful. Those are the people I'm talking about. Gotcha. Right. Fake image. And so those people, they don't, they don't, they aren't allowed in these rooms. You know why? Because people can spot them a mile away. Yeah. And they don't allow them. It just it doesn't exist. Like I know where that suit comes from. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what my point was for going there again, but um, if you can get the train back no, on the no, track. No, no, no. All, all good. All good. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking about being in the right rooms on a regular basis. So you're you're saying I want to be surrounded by people who are real, who are who are who they say they are. Yep. If you're not able to afford that car or that uh, suit or something, that's fine. Like I I I'd rather you be who you are, a hundred percent real, than be this fake version of it on a regular basis. I would say uh, one other note that uh, we had earlier is with being in the right rooms. Um, you also uh, a good way to tell if you're in the right room is are you the smartest person in the room or are you the dumbest person in the room? Because generally, people who want to feel good about themselves will like to be the one who's uh, in charge. Uh, it came to me. Sorry. There, go for it. I gotta go, I gotta, let me back up. So where I was going with that fake success person is those people won't even attempt to get in those rooms. Mm. You know why? Why? Because they don't want to be the low man on the totem pole. They don't want their image to get tainted by realizing there's people more powerful than them. There's people more successful than them. They want to be the celebrity in their own town. Mm-hmm. And so they will be the person that um, stays in their own town, stays in their own bubble because they realize they can't fake the true winners. They can't fake their way through that mm-hmm. and people see right through it. And so my point in saying that is you have to be careful of when I say, are you in the right rooms? Mm -hmm. Sometimes your right rooms, especially in today's world, like one of my mentors, Andy Frisella, Mm -hmm. I went to his very first event he ever hosted. I still pay him lots of money every single month to be in his entrepreneur group, Mm -hmm. right? He, he coaches me through his entrepreneur group. Yeah. I paid Chep lots of money to coach with him. Mm -hmm. I paid him full price ticket to be the opening speaker of his event in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. But it was my privilege to do that because that is how contribution, that's how truly successful people operate. <laughs> those people wouldn't make it in those rooms because they're focused on themselves and how can they make themselves look better. And so make sure when you're looking for a group, you're looking for that, that person. It doesn't necessarily need to be the person that, you, that appears successful in mm-hmm. your area, in your city, in your, in your circle. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that we vet these people that they're truly successful, that they truly are making a difference and that they... I would, I would argue that the people that have networks outside of their local circle, um, I'm, it's not even an argument, it's a fact, is those people have way more value to give because they get perspective from others in other areas. Yep. And that's the true value of a group. Now when my five people 
that I spend the most time with, they're my family and my team, right? Mm-hmm. But let's extend that. My five people that I that I look up to that are mentors in my life. Mm-hmm. I have Andy Frisella. I have Ed Milet. I have John Cheplak. Like these, these people are all different varieties of life, but they all have the same values. And I know if I get in a room with them, we stand for the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And we truly want to help people. Like that, who, and how did I find those people? Mm-hmm. I don't know them. They're not in my town. I did some a little bit of something to be somewhat successful in my mm-hmm. life, and I reached out to them and I asked for help. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They want to contribute and they want to help. For sure. No, I mean, and generally, everyone who is seeking the same thing generally starts to come together. You eventually find yep. each other uh, across the board. I'll throw out, um, in addition to, to finding the right rooms, if you're trying to, to find that place, you're, you're looking around, you're like, man, that sounds great. And I have nobody like that around in my life. Everyone that I look at, I am the smartest person without, you know, um, patting myself on the back or something like that. I'm the smartest person in my friend group or in these things. I, I'm already average across these things. How do I get those? Um, well, kind of like Matt was uh, saying earlier, go out and seek those groups. There's a ton of free information. That book, that uh, books are probably one of the best examples there. The and, magic of thinking big. Yep. There's books, there's podcasts, there's this cool thing called YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like if you are, if, if you don't have the, the people, like the, the proximity, the things you surround yourself with still have a major impact. So the problem in today's world is not lack of resources. The problem is lack of resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody out there and you are saying, oh, well, I just don't know how, or who can I look up to? <sighs> Let me take a deep breath before I say this. Because <laughs> I want this to be helpful and I don't want this to be venting. But yeah. you, are, you, you are not being resourceful. If you are saying, well, who, I don't know where. Well, number one, I just offered to help. Mm-hmm. Reach out to me. Let me. I promise you I can connect you and Start help you. Start there. We'll I can help you somewhere in your life. Even if it's not me, it's through somebody else. I can connect you. Mm-hmm. Just search YouTube. Read a book. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. Go out. What are you feeding yourself? And then those people, you don't, to be a mentor, Andy Frisella was my mentor before he knew he was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Because I listened to all of his fucking podcasts and poured all of his content into myself to help me become better. Mm-hmm. He didn't know who the hell I was. I've never met him. I met him one time, like, and I never paid him a dime. Mm-hmm. But he was my mentor for years before I had the opportunity to meet him. Mm-hmm. So don't make that excuse of, well, I don't have anybody. Be resourceful. Go find somebody. Find somebody that speaks your language, that is your vibe, that is the kind of person that you want to be, that you want to become, mm-hmm. and follow them. Because those people that are truly successful, they're giving back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And and in spades, uh, usually. With- and usually for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It won't be behind a $8,000 course. Some of them eventually, but where you'll be starting off. But by the time that you get to that, you will gladly pay it. Yeah. Because yeah. they've earned it. Mm-hmm. All right. So going back to are you in the right rooms? Um, Colin said you want to be the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> and so... Um, that's a very Matt way of saying that. And so it's, it's true though. It's, you don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. If I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong fucking room. Cause you're not growing anymore. No. Can you imagine going to a kindergartner's class, sitting down and yeah. going, all right, what am I going to learn today? I'm, I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach these kids how to spell today. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, maybe you're teaching them, but you sure aren't learning anything. Yeah. But most people that do that, Let's go back to the fake success person. Yeah. Most people that do that, they stay there so that they can puff their chest out and say, look at me, right? <laughs> that That is not what truly successful people do in this world. Mm-hmm. Truly successful people check their ego at the door, 
and they go in and they learn with an open mind from other people. Do you know how much I learn? People could argue that maybe um, I I teach more than I learn in this business in in our local in our local business. Mm-hmm. Fucking could not be more opposite. I learn more every single day from all of you than I could ever think of teaching you. You know why? Because I do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Because you teach you guys teach me something every single day. Because I realize that I don't know it all. And I realize that I can learn something new from somebody else in this mm-hmm. building or multiple people every single day. And I intentionally do, do so. Because you have versus, a learner's mindset. Versus walking in with the ego and say, well, my name's on the building and I know everything. Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm. that's not that's not how you grow. And mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying with the fake, the fake successful person. That's yeah. what they do and that's why they stop growing. That was my point. For sure. Yeah, now treat every single person as if they have something to tell you or to, to something to teach you. That they are an expert in something that you are not. If you look at that with each person, you will learn a lot. All right, so let's let's wrap this up, Colin. There's a couple things I want to talk about. So this sounds very cruel, but it was a point I wanted to make earlier and I skipped over it, is that I look at people, and there's more to it than this, but for, for the sake of the lesson, I look at people as one of two things in my life. You're either an anchor or a propeller. <laughs> and so what I'm doing is I'm cutting all anchors out of my life. Yep. If you drag me down, if you slow me down, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I need you to be a propeller that helps me go faster, helps me go farther. Mm-hmm. And so make sure, just take um, take inventory of those people in your life. Yes. And not to put labels on people, not to do any of that. So don't take this too literal. Don't be, what does Andy calls them, astrocoles. <laughs> don't be one of those astrocoles that is like, well, if I do that, don't be that guy, right? Or girl. Um, but... What I want you to understand, though, is if you actually realize that everybody in your life is, are, are you strategic with the people that are in your life? Mm-hmm. Do you, are they actually adding value to your life? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, you probably should have a conversation with that person about mm-hmm. how they can add value and how you can add value. But I want to challenge you on that, too, is so many people ask me all the time. They say, Matt, how do you find, so if I give this speech, this talk to a lot of people, right? And they say, well, how do you find that person? You find that person by being that fucking person. You find people that are successful by being successful. You find people that contribute by being a contributor. Mm-hmm. You can't be the negative person that has an excuse for everything, has a, a pro- problem for every solution, and go out and find other people that are going to level up and you're going to learn from them because those people don't want you in, the, in their life. No way. They're like me. You're an anchor. Get out. Mm-hmm. You have to first become that and then you attract that. Starts with you, which is the one thing you can always control, which is huge. You have to become that for others, and then you will attract that behavior from other people, and then you can help those people adopt that behavior. So first, it starts with you, Mm -hmm. then you attract other people, and then what you can do is invest in those people that maybe you want in your life, Mm -hmm. but aren't quite as big of a propeller as you want. Yep. Well, now pour back into them, and they will. I promise you, you'll see them. You'll see them for flourish. Mm -hmm. But you have to become that first. You it starts with you. What you are. That's right. Um, so on that, too many people focus on. They think success is about what can I add to my life. What can I add? I need to add this. I need to add that. Success has way more to do with subtraction than addition. What did I say is the most valuable thing you have in life? Time. How do you add more time, Colin? You don't. You can't. It's fucking impossible. You can buy it. No. No, you can't. You it's impossible. Yep. We all have the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right? We all have the same 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. So what are you spending it on? 
Yes, and it's how do you how do you make more out of your time? It's subtraction, not addition. Mm -hmm. You have to. What am I willing to sacrifice to achieve this? Too many people want to add shit, add shit. Yes, you have to add stuff. Don't take this right. again. Don't be an astrocol. But let's first take take inventory. What do I need to subtract first? Who do I need to cut out? Who are these time vampires? Who are taking away from what my goals are? Who aren't? Who is not clapping when I'm winning? Right. I probably need to have a conversation and or remove them out of my life mm -hmm. so that I can have room and space for yep. more positive people. And then I can become more of that person and start attracting more of those people. Mm -hmm. Or even just changing your mindset around it just to go, all right, so this this relationship is not adding. So make sure that every time that I'm doing this, that I'm understanding I'm giving up time, I'm giving up energy. Because once you're more aware of that, you'll start to be a little bit more yep. hesitant of, no, you know what, actually, I, I don't think I'll do that this time. Yeah. And because like I said, time is way more valuable than money. Yep. But we don't treat it that way. Mm -hmm. And so if you start treating it that way in a respectful way, right? right? Respectful to other people. But if you start realizing that time is your most valuable asset mm -hmm. and you treat it as such, your life will change. For sure. I'm going to throw in one other thing for people who have a lot of time vampires in their life. Um, if if you're like, oh, but but I want to help this person out, I want to do this. Just a quick note: those people are black holes, and they will never be full as big as your heart may be on a regular basis. I want to help this person. Hold on, I got, I got one more thing. Um, I, I I want to help this person. Um, oh shoot, I completely lost it. So you you can. That's a great point. And so you here's what I have learned. There's two powerful words. If you're listening and you're like, I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I want you to write this part down. You cannot want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Mm -hmm. If you want it more for them than they want it for themselves, it's a dead end relationship anyway. Because you're gonna you're gonna bulldoze over them. They're never going to hold up to what where you see them. You're putting them on a pedestal. They don't want to be on that pedestal. So what you have to realize, you have to lead people, mm -hmm. no matter where they are in your life, through self discovery. For sure. I can't want more for Colin than Colin wants for himself. Yep. But if I help Colin discover what he wants for himself and he tell he shares his dream, he shares his big, big, big goal that he wants for that year, mm -hmm. I can absolutely help him achieve it. But I can't say, Colin, here's what I think you can accomplish. Mm -hmm. Colin has to be the one that wants that for himself. For sure. Yeah, no, because the the uh, what I basically want to state is the Matt is not saying cut everyone out of your life. Don't don't be charitable. Don't you know spend your time on the and just know that these people are going to have an endless hole. So say how much am I putting down in there? And also note that everything that they're taking, they're taking away from someone else. So if you're afraid, but you know like if I'm if I if I'm not doing this for the if I'm not helping them out with this, well they're also taking that time away from someone else that you could be helping. That's right. So just. Go, okay, how much am I going to pour into this? Yeah, so I look at, at it as a, I call it the ripple effect. Is if I invest in Colin, mm -hmm. is Colin going to repay that and invest in others? Yeah. Because now I am exponentially helping more people. Mm -hmm. And so, you yes, absolutely pour into people. So don't mistake anything I said for not investing in people. Mm -hmm. You have to invest in people. People, um, besides time, people are your number one asset in your life. Yeah. Right? You cannot be successful on your own. You need great people. So you have to invest in those people, but make sure you're investing in the right people. Yes. That's my point. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found anything this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Cheplak Select Coaching. 
So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.